You are listening to episode 39, our final Catalyst 2018 mashup. This episode is powered by Rogue Water, co-founders of Catalyst and the public communication company founded by yours truly, the H2 Duo. Hi, this is Samantha Villegas, president of Savvy PR. This is the podcast that is demonstrating the power of women in the water sector. It's water in real life with my friends, the H2 Duo, Stephanie Zavala and Ariane Shipley. So what does it mean to go rogue? It means you know we've got some serious challenges facing the water industry, but you're ready and willing to do things differently than the way we've always done them. Why? To build the bridges necessary between our industry and the people we serve to move things forward. At Rogue Water, we work with you to provide the strategy, content, and resources you need to effectively communicate with your customers so that you can work together to provide sustainable clean water services and to create healthy communities. Are you ready to go rogue? Find out more at roguewatergroup.com. Catalyst is more than a conference. It's an experience meant to educate, collaborate, and invigorate water educators and communicators. Catalyst is structured around the Rogue Water ABCs of water communication, assessment, branding, content, and strategy, plus our favorite subject, tribal collaboration. In this episode, we talk assessment with Dr. Rudy Thompson of the University of North Texas and also the director of the Environmental Education Initiative for the City of Dallas Water Conservation Program. She shares with us how her program has been able to quantify savings through education. Jennifer Henderson, founder of JO, a marketing agency, and our sweet neighbor in Fort Worth, talks the power of branding through earned media. And we wrap up with Megan U. Schneider, founder of Seven Management and Consulting, Inc., about brain-based learning and how we have to be strategic about how we present our content, especially to adults. The conferences of tomorrow don't need to, nor should they look like the conferences of today. So without further ado, let's get to the show. That's actually a perfect segue into our next question that was um, about the subject that you spoke about at Catalyst, which was all about measurement assessment. So I was excited when I, when we reached out to you to be a speaker at Catalyst that that was something that you're, that you're passionate about. So can you tell us why it matters so much to you? Absolutely. So, you know, what I was just talking about was the projected savings, right? This would be considered qualitative data. These are data that are based on what participants told us they were willing to do but not an actual measurement of water use in the homes of these half million people, Mm -hmm. right? So in truth, in fact, the number, the water savings could be statistically significantly higher or statistically significantly lower. And that's the struggle using qualitative analysis. That's the trouble with survey type data. It's extremely difficult to authenticate. So truly what inspired me to find a way to quantify water savings to authenticate whether or not commitment to saving was translating into the action of saving, um, that's what got me going in the type of research that I'm doing today. Yeah, that's, you know, measurement was always something that we struggled with when working for cities. We got so caught up in planning an event or a program that, you know, the, the measurement or the assessment evaluation was always an afterthought. I mean, let's face it, I'm, I'm a creative. I don't crunch numbers. So <laughs> even just something I dreaded to do. So how can educators shift that mindset and lead with measurement? 
Well, you know, first I have to say I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not know how or if I was going to be able to quantitative, quantitatively analyze water savings when this program began. Um, it, it, I spent years in that struggle. Um, in this business, we know that um, a lot of what we do is qualitative. We survey, did this help? Did this work? You know, how many people did this? Um, it, those are our, our nebulous numbers that really don't have a, an end product that somebody wants to hang on to, right? It's not tangible. So to tell you the honest truth, what truly moved me from qualitative to quantitative was I was having a, a philosophical debate, shall we say, um, with some individuals who were advocating more for spending money for advertising uh, versus for education. Okay. And they were talking about, but you can measure the success of advertising because I can tell you that this many people will see this ad that's on television. Okay. This many people or potential viewers will see this billboard. And my whole point was, how do you know that they actually saved water? Are you going to, you know, check the water bills of these hundreds of thousands of, of viewers? Um, and that's when it hit me um, that actually I could do that. So, what I, what I did was I said, okay, you know, your budget is three to four times more than what my budget is. Um, so I'm going to figure out a way to demonstrate that with the small amount of money that I'm getting, you can actually verify and authenticate the amount of water that's being saved. Uh, and I think that this method that could be used by educators everywhere, right? So again, I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel. There are lots and lots of creative types. That's not me. Um, so I learned from the, the creative types and then other people can use this same type of uh, data analysis that I do um, and you can authenticate your own programs wherever you are throughout the United States and beyond. That is an amazing discovery I feel like <laughs> um, because that's that is definitely you know I'm, I'm glad that it took a professor that long to figure it out because that makes me feel like oh good I, I wasn't it wasn't because I was just, you know, inept. inept. I, it's really a difficult um, thing to quantify, and, and you found a golden ticket, I feel like. I do, too. I do, too. I, I, I'm really excited about it, and I'm, and I'm so glad that I got to share it at the conference. Um, so I'm hoping that there can be a lot more collaborations with it, and we can all learn from each other on, on the, the different ways it can be used effectively. Absolutely. Um, can you explain just real quick kind of like what that looked like in terms of how you took the information from the people who participated in your program and then extrapolated that to figure out how many gallons it was based on their uh their zip codes correct that's absolutely correct um so you know one of the problems with quantitative data as um, in the conference we talk about um, with qualitative data is, um, again, you can't authenticate it. So what we did was we, and also with qualitative data, you're, you're in the middle. So there is what's called a teacher effect or researcher effect, right? Where you're kind of, um, directly involved. The, the problem that happens when you're directly involved, like you're the one who's delivering it and collecting the data, is that you could just be about you, right? You could be the most in, in amazing communicator 
that has ever existed. And that's why the program's working versus the program, right? So what we did was I removed myself from the situation. Um, We go, my certified teachers go and they teach classes on water conservation in the city of Dallas. And then we actually get the water bills at the end of the year from the city of Dallas. And we get the water bills for the homes of the individuals who we've taught. And we're actually able to look at their, uh, the difference in water use. Now, like I talk about in, in the conference, you know, there are a lot of variables that have to be considered. And, and um, you know, we can't ever discount uh, the importance of, of making those variables constant. But again, it's a, it is a direct way to measure whether there was any effect at all on your um, education. Again, we also ask um, participants to commit. Right. And so we're able to measure the difference between what they have committed to and what the actual savings is. I think that's going to be an incredible journey to watch is to see people take the creativity that they picked up at Catalyst and be able to have this tool of assessment to show the impact of the programs that they're doing. We're, We're so inspired by so many educators and communicators, not only in Texas, but across the nation so and and we feel like that's one of the things that sometimes they lack is being able to really show how much impact that they're making on their community so I feel like having that tool of assessment is going to be a, a powerful tool for them to have in their toolbox but I know even in the private world uh, oftentimes you still struggle with kind of with getting people to understand the value of that. So what we do, marketing communication, that can be considered like a soft skill. And when we're working with, um, you know, engineers or, or, you know, operations people who are dealing with tangible things like pipes and plants and they're creating these things and we're like, no, but we need more of this. And um, how do you, like, what are some of your ways that you convey the value of, um, you know, PR or marketing in general to companies and able to help them tell their story? Um, <clears throat> well, we always put a value to any kind of um, earned media. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, I mean, that's um, in our world for the longest time, at least for the first 20 years of, of my career, um, anything that is published by a reporter is eight times more valuable than any advertising wow. that you pay for. Wow. So, That's um, a good number, everyone. Write that down. <laughs> and it may even be more now. Um, there's so many different formulas for figuring it out. Now they measure it by number of impressions and mm-hmm. the audience size. Um, so... First of all, any, any anything that someone believes, they usually believe what they read. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially if it's not an ad. Um, so if a reporter can tell your story in a positive light, then you're golden. Yeah. Um, and if you're putting that content out there, um, make it relevant to your audience. Don't talk about yourself, but make it, mm-hmm. tell that same exact story that you would about yourself but what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And sure. so, um, anyway, that, I mean, that's, that's the value intrinsically, mm-hmm. first yeah. of all, is um, 
the price of an ad and the believability of it. So, um, do you have any? Um, I mean, because that whole idea of valuation <laughs> of your of you know what we do was that's probably one of the biggest. Um, crash course in that that we that we took when leaving everything from just tracking every single minute of the mm-hmm. day but um so like what do you guys do to evaluate that um to put like a monetary dollar to it like a figure to it when making that um what's the word I'm looking for um that when you're trying to like prove your case on the value of it, sure. like how do you get that monetary or amount? Well, we have tools. <laughs> There's apps and, and um, different things that we use. Um, Otherwise, there's formulas that you mm-hmm. do, and it's very time-consuming. Mm. Um, formulas, math, it's, math, yeah, math. What kind of? We used to do it all by hand too. <laughs> Etched in stone with a chisel. Oh gosh, I'll get an app. <laughs> so, what kind of? What are some of those apps? Because, like, you know, for us, we would have no idea. Like, I know you're probably like, oh yeah, they're this, but like, I mean, we have no idea what some of those are. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the one we use is Coverage Book. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, all the PR professional sites have all different kinds of tools that they like. Some of cool. them are very expensive. But So is that the one that actually creates the... The report? Yeah, the report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, okay, yeah. so um, I know she said that there is a lot out there, but I would say for anyone um, really with an active water communication program I would highly recommend looking into something like that because it really does put a visual report to evaluate all of the hard work that you put into all Mm -hmm. of the relationship building and communication that you did so um, as someone who was in that world for for 10 years and really has you know outside of awards that we earned um it would be great to have been able to have had the power of those figures and numbers um so i would definitely check that out or check out something similar to it so you can begin to evaluate what you're doing at work and one of your speaking in the content portion of catalyst which we are so excited about because you're talking about kind of the next generation of presenting so I don't want to give too much away just a little teaser but can you just define briefly for us what your conversation is going to be about yeah and I think that at the core of almost everything that I do is I've always been really passionate about people and helping people and I think for us to be able to share our knowledge and our experiences, we need, to be, we need to focus on our audience, which are all people. And so one of the things I'm going to be talking about is how we can most effectively communicate with other adults and share information where they can not just hear the information, but internalize it and take it back to a place where they can then apply it in their own lives and in their own communities. And so brain-based learning really focuses on looking at the adult education component and really connecting with your audience and really ensuring that it's interactive, that it's engaging so that people aren't just hearing things. They're also talking. They're also sharing their insights. A lot of times when you go to a conference and you hear the subject matter expert talk, 
you sit there and go, yeah, that's great. I also have things to add, you know, and I also have experiences to add. We're, we're a community of experts in the things that we do. And so really using that conference format as a way to not just hear from one person, but also interactively share your insights and your thoughts and process and digest what they're saying, I think is so critical. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the science behind it, as well as practical ways to apply it and the benefits of it. And so I'm really excited and I really am grateful to you for inviting me to Catalyst so that we can grow this community of effective communicators Mm -hmm. to increase collaboration, not just in our own circles here where we live, but also beyond. Preach, sister. Yeah. We're... Slow claps on our side. <laughs> yeah, we've been slow clapping uh, several, at several points during Silent this conversation. But, um, yeah, uh, wow, I totally lost my train of thought because I was going to say, oh, I'm like, I'm so excited to have someone talking about adult education mm-hmm. because I feel like even though that may feel like the area for educators that may be more comfortable because you're speaking to, you know, people – adults like but it's also I feel like there's a lot more information out there in terms of teaching kids and classes to teach kids and how kids learn but then outside of that there's I think there's less information out there about how we as adults learn and we've just always kind of assumed that it's the college style lecture setup where there's a presenter and a listener and so I'm incredibly right. excited to share because um, I got a sneak peek, y'all. So I'm excited. I'm incredibly excited <laughs> to share this method of uh, teaching for yeah. adults to make our messages go that much further. We hope you enjoyed our final mashup of Catalyst 2018 speakers. I've been waiting weeks to be able to say that next week kicks off season two. Check in as we drop episode 40 with George Hawkins. We could not be more excited to catch up with our friend and industry fave thought leader, The Hawk. If you have not registered for Catalyst yet, seriously, uh, what are you waiting for? We have less than 50 spots left, y'all. Get on it. Catalyst takes place June 19th through the 21st in San Antonio, Texas on the beautiful Riverwalk. Sign up today at Rogue watergroup.com forward slash catalyst registration is only 70 bucks y'all and we're getting a great block rate from the hotel shout out to our incredible catalyst 2019 sponsors san antonio water system texas awwa the water environment association of texas lower colorado river authority alliance for water efficiency 120 water audit and dallas water conservation if you'd like to sponsor the most Rogue Water Summit around, visit roguewatergroup.com forward slash catalyst for more information. Before we go, I just want to remind you to sign up for the Water Nerd newsletter at bh2duo.com forward slash newsletter. We want to keep in touch and make sure you're the first to know about any and all resources that we release, including, you know, these podcasts. We hope to see you at Catalyst this year, and we hope to see you next Monday when Season 2 kicks off and our latest podcast drops. Until then, remember what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world. <laughs>